The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. We on this mother- I think freaker. we're just on. I don't know. Yeah. You were talking about good stuff. So I was I talking about good stuff. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I was turning on. But it, no, it made me start realizing that I'm going to put out, <laughs> everybody will hear this anyway, uh, but I'm going to put out a little thing for our staff and say that my goal for them would be for them to be better at this job than I am, considering I should not be able to step into that cafe once a month or whatever and be better than someone who does it three every quarters day. of the staff three quarters of the staff i should not be better than maybe half the staff i'm being like generous just because there is something to say about experience this is in the context for everybody out there <laughs> we cut right in of, out of the middle of a conversation jared covering some shifts and taking up some labor in the cafe so that people could go on vacation yep. for holiday time and celebrate get their little celebration on and we started the conversation of working bar and working bar fast and working bar at a really, really intensely ridiculous rate that not a lot of people get to experience. And just, yeah, and just like continuously moving in the cafe and seeing, seeing needs and filling needs or maybe even seeing things uh, preemptively where I think a lot of people wait until like it's the time to do or there's a list to, to get done to make sure we don't forget. And to have those things already kind of banked in your mind and to just start working on them throughout your shift isn't necessarily a new concept, but felt at times like this is, oh yeah, like sometimes this is a good thing to do like now instead of waiting until later. It's something that you have to build the capacity for though. And if you've never Mm -hmm. been trained to do it or don't have the inclination to do it yourself, it can be, it can be a little bit tricky. In full disclosure, our team is always, always, always working and people comment on it all the time. So that's that's a very positive attribute. I Our think, team is terrible. Yeah. We're the best. And this is the podcast where we talk about how much cooler yeah. we are than everybody else. End of the year that's podcast the end of the is year like podcast a full rip. Because we want everybody to go into next year feeling really empowered and really special. Yeah, So we're baby. just going to dump on everybody. Yeah, you guys are super cool. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, our our team crushes, but it was just it's little tiny things that um, you know, and maybe maybe I just find them to be important, and some people might be like, yeah, that, that's fine, but there's other things that are more important in the context of a shift too. But it's little things like fully restocking, just backstock of cups and lids instead of only a few at a time, and then doing it multiple times for a shift, stuff like that. I don't think it's a slam to make the claim or to draw attention to the fact that you're really good at doing what you do. I've been known to rage because I've seen a lot of baristas, (laughs) right? You know, 
And you're one of the best that I know out of everybody. And that's people that have been doing this for like years and years and years. And we've both sure. seen a lot of shit. And that's just, pfft. yeah, th- th- these are just facts. This is just <laughs> shit <laughs> right, that I right, know. Right. You know what I mean? And so I don't, you have a ton of experience right. on these people and you have a ton of, you, have, you just have a lot of knowledge. Sure. As long as it's, yeah, it was more just to clarify that I, uh, right. I'm not disappointed in it. Totally. Anybody. That's yeah. more what it is. No. Yeah. That's, but, a, that's yeah, a good clarification. There's a lot of opportunity for people to grow and to actually have easier shifts when focusing on some of these things. However, you know, they're not simply able to be put on a list where you can just go like, well, if this happens, then that, you know, we talk about an orientation. There's not a guidebook to everything that happens in the cafe. The thing that helps me is I think about working bar like sport. Yep. And the intensity of playing a basketball game or playing a soccer game. And also the unknowing, like, that mystery of what's going to happen because you have plays. Oh, yeah. You could run the pick and roll. You could, you know, you could do backdoor. You could do whatever. We got it all. But things will change, yep. and you have to be able to adapt in those situations. Keep the same intensity up and do it like really cleanly. Yeah, to make shit happen. But I think for me, like shifting in the sport mindset makes it all more fun. To where it takes it away from being stressful, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, things are getting weird. I'm not going to shut down and be like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? I'm going to be like, dude, let me see what I can do. Like, <laughs> right. let's see what's possible. What can we pull out yeah. of our hat and make it freaking rain and End just surprise day, people? They're coming and they're seeing something sick. Yeah. And I, I that mindset helps me. No to doubt. Keep me from being stressed out. It's just flipping it from another way. I do fairly consistently try to see the cafe from the guest size, too. So there will be times when. I know people notice me always bringing like whole bean on our front bar. I'm talking Portola here, but I always move it to the front and like always restock it really quickly and restock our merch and everything. And a lot of people might, well, obviously there's the truth that we want to sell more, but they might honestly think like, Oh, it's about trying to get more sold. But in my mind, it's actually making the cafe look the best it it can. It's like resetting and re yeah. Recreating like a really great show space. And there's, I'll do that a lot and just, like, reorganize all that stuff out of the nowhere. And people be like, oh, that's cool, yeah. And it's it's just something that I don't know if people recognize the difference between, like, it's something to sell versus it's actually a decoration in our cafe. Yeah, you've got 10 rows of bags of beans. Yeah. And someone buys two from one row. And even if you can't run to the back real quick to restock, you move the bags from the back of that row into the front yeah. so that the gap's not in the front. Mm-hmm. It's in the back. Yeah. Everything is visually pleasing. Then you, as can you can see make that it. beautiful wall yeah. of blue bags that look freaking awesome. Yeah. It feels nice. And if you want to run a check for, I don't want to play this at like, oh, if you're a millennial or if you're part of the younger generation, <laughs> but this is something that people can resonate with. Like if you were going to take a picture and put it on Instagram, oh, yeah. would you take the time out to arrange something to make it quote unquote picture perfect? Oh, right. And if you're like, oh yeah, I would arrange this, this and that. Those are probably things that you should do in real time to keep mm, it clean for yeah. guests that are seeing that. No doubt. No doubt. It's a, uh, yeah, totally. And obviously, uh, we don't look at it specifically like that, but it is a good way to help yourself. It's just like a it's just key, something that people in. It's like a benchmark moment where you're like, oh, wait, is this? Or like right. A it's like something point. that people could relate to. Yeah, You for know sure. what I mean? Where you, you see 
everybody in the cafe and they're drinking their coffee like normal. It's chill. And then their phone comes out mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, I'm going to move the plant over here. I'm going to move the cup over here and I'm going to move the thing right. over there. And that's like a manufactured moment, but it's pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. So if you can take those those things that you do and those triggers that you have and use them to things that actually do make a difference and right. be like, okay, if I was going to take a picture of that wall of bags, I would move those two bags up to the front so that the wall is undisturbed. Or if I was going to take a picture of the pastry case right now, mm. I would move these Queen Amon up and oh, I would yeah. ship this over and I would take that half-empty plate out of there because it just doesn't look quite yeah. right. It wouldn't sit good in the you feed. You can make it fill out. Yeah, so it's not making it look good for Instagram. It's just using the skill that you have for doing something else yeah. and like All applying in it. You're you're acting on the opportunity to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And that's really actually the right thing to do always in a cafe as best you can. And the pastry case is a great a great example of PCM baby pastry case management. Just consolidate, line it up, make it tight. It's it's kind of an easy one to do, but if it's not done right and if it's left spare, it's just it's weird. Oh, I have so gross looking. In the morning, took so much pride in the pastry cases that I, I would too. make. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> I, I had too. these crazy systems, and I would, it would just be this like amazing cascade of pastry. I had the whole thing going on. It was, it was so three, much fun. Four, five D. I would take pictures of that shit. <laughs> oh, <for laughs> I sure. would. I would too. I'd be so hyped on I'd it. Like, like, check out my pastry. Oh, case I'm today. taking a picture of that we for sure. For sure. sure. Dude, <laughs> this thing looks so tight. I know. I haven't seen any pictures of our pastry case. <laughs> This is the pastry case picture That's challenge. That's your pastry case challenge. <laughs> Who's got the hottest Show us case. the hottest pastry case. Maybe we'll get you something, team. It's or a world. <laughs> world. It's funny because I w- really thought I just wanted to make coffee, but the overarching situation was that I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. I wanted to do it to the maximum. Like right. Make it look. Make it feel. As awesome as possible. And I never once thought when I was getting into coffee that years down the line, I'd be taking pictures of like the pastry case that I thought was the sickest thing ever. You know, I just went from skateboarding to like pastry case. Skateboarding to, I'm only going to take pictures of latte art. And now I just take pictures of the pastry case when the cinnamon buns <laughs> look perfect. <laughs> I made some perfect cinnamon buns for Christmas. Did you? Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. I know you don't eat sugar, else I'd give you one bite of the two day old. Still holding its own. Really? Oh, yeah. Mad layers. Fucking crushed it. Two double different proof. kinds. Uh, double proofer, yeah. Double proof. Two, yeah. It worked out. It was uh, sticky buns and then the cream cheese frosting. Did you do it with sourdough? I did not. I did it with straight up whole wheat, dude. Whole no, AP flour. What am I saying? What's My dad AP does. AP flour. It's all purpose flour. Oh, AP flour. <laughs> Organic AP. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm talking chefy on you. <laughs> yeah. AP flour. <laughs> no, I did that. It was a pretty simple recipe, like, but more yeast than I used in my other ones. But I think that's the right amount. So of did they rise it. like awesomely? A lot? Yeah, I did great, dude. They proofed. I had them proof overnight because I, I made the dough the night before. Proofed, puffed up, double double time at the least, and then yeah. rolled it out in the fridge. No, not in the fridge. Actually, not in the fridge. I started it like with some um, the oven like vents out the top of our oven. Yep. So I left them both beside that uh, the night before just to warm it up. And then it got it going, and I turned it all off and let it sit, and it just raised overnight perfectly. And then in the morning, I rolled it all out, and then, yeah, ingredients Shaped in. them and proofed um, again? Or? Yeah, you, you roll them all out, then you put all the inside stuff inside, and then roll them up, cut them, turn them on their sides in the pan, and let them proof one more time before you pour. If you pour stuff over the top, pour it over, and then bake them. Simple, Damn, really. I love cinnamon rolls. <laughs> They're so good. I went. 
I was in Modesto visiting my mom this weekend, and I went downtown to this place and took pictures of it from every angle, and it's this weird... There's this intersection where like four or five points come into one. And on the corner of one, there's this cafe that's shaped like a, it's like a half moon, but the other way, it's like a dome shaped cafe, all glass window all the way around a little tiny, um, like deck outside, super small and quaint. Dude, it looks so sick. And it used to be called the cinnamon cafe and they sold these gigantic cinnamon rolls. So good. And we used to go down there and I'm like, dude, that space is tight. I'm going to buy it one day and I'm going to put something in there. Still like, time. It'd be such a tight coffee shop. It'd be the perfect, like, Still I don't know. Time, dude. <laughs> I took pictures. Of, I took like 15 pictures of it. Like for, just recently when you went home? Yeah. Three days ago. Still got it. For no apparent reason. I was like, oh, this would be kind of a sick design. Maybe we could just, you know. It's got like a little vaulted ceiling. I'm like, I can't believe nobody does anything with this. There's something in there, but. Nothing that's worth going to? Nothing. Yeah, I don't want to slam them if they're somehow listening to this. (laughs) You're not feeling invited in, even though you love the building. It was closed. It's just, yeah, it just doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like it's a. Like a big community hub. Place, the cinnamon you know? rolls aren't calling you like they used no, to. No, it's not the cinnamon rolls anymore. <laughs> I'm like, this would be a killer cafe. A couple espresso machines. Yeah, cranking out Americanos side, and sticky buns. Two domes. Two domes. They could be, dude. Shit could be really, really popping. Um, totally, bro. I was just thinking about. <laughs> well, I was like, I was trying to tie that in, and it didn't work. There's no tie-in. There was no tie-in. No tie-in. All I was going to say is that there's uh, there was actually vanilla pudding as well. What? <laughs> vanilla pudding mix. Vanilla pudding was one mix? of the secret ingredients in the cream cheese frosting ones, and it worked out awesome. Oh, really? Is yeah, they had like you had to use like part of a packet, and then put it on the pudding. bottom and like bake them in them in it, and it kept them like really moist and they were good. Wait, underneath the cinnamon roll? Right. So like, and then you flip it. Normally you flip it, but no, they just had me pour it in the base and like put the cinnamon rolls on top of it. Pudding. <laughs> yeah, pudding. And then so you put the cream pudding, cheese frosting on top. Cinnamon roll frosting. Yeah, and then the pudding, pudding's all gone. Pudding's it's in gone. the it dough. It just like soaks up yeah. and makes it moist. And it makes it like moist and also chewy. It's ah, so interesting. Tricky. Yeah, try. I was like, I'll give it a go. Was it a Maddie Matheson recipe? No, it was something from like Aristotle or something <laughs> weird. Aristotle? I, yeah, it was. It was uh, I don't remember it. It was some weird place. I cooked nothing. Did Ma cook at all? What did you have to eat? We went to Jenny's sister's, and they had a little potluck thing, and I brought my own steak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course you brought your steak, dude. It's grass-fed. Fired up the oven, cooked this thing. I, I had it, like, seared off at home, so it was already primed, and I just needed to kind of warm <laughs> it up a little bit. You part-cooked it. flat her. iron, and I took it out, and immediately everyone was just looking at me. They're like, what's that? I'm all... It's my steak. (laughs) I'm just eating the steak by myself. Because they did, for the last two years, this potluck thing to where basically everybody brings a little plate or like hors d'oeuvres or something like that. (laughs) They're all hella jealous. Yeah, because cooking a meal is big work for a a big family. Yeah. So it's like, this is easier and it still gets everyone together. And then I roll out with the heat and everyone's just looking at my shit like, damn, I want some of that. You're all, not for the potluck. Just asking. <laughs> My brother-in-law's like, what is that? I'm like, it's a steak, dude. He's like, damn, that looks good. I'm like, yeah, I know. Sure does. <laughs> it's tasty. Don't look at For me sure. anymore. I even offered up a little bit. I'm like, you oh. want some? People weren't biting, though. They're like, no, 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 dude, it's cool. It's cool. Yo, that's right. It is cool. It is cool, and it's mine. <laughs> Stay off my Don't shoes. even trip. <laughs> it's totally fine. 
Classic Baca move, just bringing my own food. Like the nicest steak too, and it's it's like <laughs> the best. You like get Michelin star ordered in. They're like, that looks a lot better than my macaroni salad and cottage Yo, cheese. This loaf. is my random salami from Save Mart. It's so good. Those diver scallops, Chris. <laughs> Pan seared in perfection. I was feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> I've learned though because last year I didn't bring anything. Oh, there you go. And I was expecting the so standard, much taco salad. You know, there's a turkey and a ham and the thing, and that wasn't the case. It was just snacks. Oh, and that's I'm, rough. Basically, I can't eat most of this stuff, so so I just ate shit tons of almonds, and that was depressing. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, my. My wife's grandparents, when we go camping with them, they don't do real food for lunch. So it's just like snacks all day. And it bums me out so (laughs) bad the same way. I'm like, what are we going to eat? I don't want to just eat like peanuts and chips and popcorn all day. No. I want like at least a sandwich. uh, So whatever. And you get for real hungry. Yeah. You can eat all day. That kind of stuff and still be hungry. Yeah. And not feel that good. They're all just drink beers and eat chips all day and you'll be, and then you're starving. This is not my life and I'm so dehydrated. (laughs) And I've gained three inches of gluten and water layer around my whole body. Just like poofed out. I gave into it, but it didn't make me happy. Uh, (laughs) I would, uh, I would just nibble on stuff all day long because I'd be hungry and I'd have to keep going back for weird stuff. I just kept eating olives, is what I ate out of the trays. Olives, those are fine. Little little nutty snacks here and there. I like I these. <laughs> I like these. Ooh, if I have to do this. If I have to do this, these will be great. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting these. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen Ellen's new stand-up She's got or it. recent stand-up, it's so fucking funny. Ellen's still got her moves. She's still got all of her vibes for the, comedy. The lead-in joke, I was like, oh, I don't know no, if this is going to go well. And then it just skyrockets yeah. from there. And I think that subpar lead-in joke is... Fully intentional. I think so. She's very good at being intentional. Yeah, it's that set the low bar, like, I don't know, you're wondering about it. Especially when she's talking about, like, am I still uh, relatable? Relatable, not relevant. This is relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she goes cold intro with relatable, and people are going to be like, not actually. Maybe you should have just stayed on the talk show, and she's all psych. I and you didn't even you. see when she's saying back that ass up. Oh, no, I didn't see <laughs> or that. Or she does back that but ass up. But I did up. hear that because Jenny went home and immediately started she finish it? fired it up again. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I'm 60 years old and I just danced to back that ass up. <laughs> it was so sick. Dude, she looks great. She's got a lot of energy. She's I'm about super her. vibrant. Hella funny. Yep. I'm totally about her. If I'm that at 60, geez. Firehouse. It's on. The best part of that intro joke, though, was when she broke down every award or honor she's been given. <laughs> she saw you go past this. <laughs> it was like seven to eight past different the things. Past the Emmy. <laughs> All these awards that I had never heard of that have to do with probably being just like an amazing human being in other countries. <laughs> she's other like countries. a knight. <laughs> I'm like, good for you. And then she drops to make a left at a gift shop, and it's that, there's the door. <laughs> I was like, well, I feel... Insignificant now. She started a while back. I mean, we got time. Vote for Cat and Cloud <laughs> and Real Chris Buck. <laughs> the Spreadgy Awards. Maybe you can put us on that path. Maybe <laughs> if we that'll get a, take us up. A notch. We can get a couple plaques. We'll have some uh, some fodder for our stand up routine coming mm. 2020. Our stand up routine will be really unique. <laughs>
<laughs> Just like I've had this urge to do improv lately. I think oh. it'd be funny as shit. I think if you could, yeah, I think Pete Holmes talks about if you're able to allow yourself to just do embarrassing things and don't give a fuck about it, then you're okay. Because that's all acting is, is just being embarrassing all the time. That sounds great to me. I think you just, yeah, if I could get myself into the headspace where I'm like, I'm supposed to be embarrassing, I could maybe be okay at some stuff. But then I see myself sometimes like, man, that'd be obnoxious if it was me doing that. Or I'd kill it. You know I don't I mean? know. I think you'd kill it. There's times. I think you're good at going with the flow, so that <laughs> helps a lot. I feel like I'd be totally like Michael Scott and I'd freeze yeah. up and then like stick him up. It's just like every time it's like, I'm like I don't know what to do. It's happening. Yeah. It's really Everybody's happening. looking at me right now. I have to do something. I don't know. I think you'd be the star of the show. You'd be leading people in. Oh, man. People would be like, I'm having a hard time picturing that, but I'm glad you got the belief. Do you like to eat turkey? I do. And also, <laughs> and you always, and, and, then, and also, I have three ulcers. <laughs> and then and you're like, oh, there it went. Isn't that cool? It is. And also, <laughs> my mom just had an ulcer, too. What do you think about that? <laughs> We're doing it right We're now. We're doing it right now. Could you believe how funny that'd be on stage? <laughs> if you're watching us on stage, wouldn't that be the hilarious? We haven't been on stage together for a while. There will be time. I need to do that again. We'll be on that. We'll be on that. You can watch for us in 2019. We'll be on stage. Maybe invite some friends. You never know. Remember that barista thing we did in San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, totally. That was sick. Whatever it was called, we got in trouble. Yeah, it was called Never Good Enough. <laughs> Never Good Enough. It's called doitbetter.com. Never Good Enough with Chris and Jer. <laughs> feelings they have and feeling they're supposed to make you have too. No matter where you go, there you are, and it's a it sucks. And it sucks it's so bad. terrible. Remember when you got in trouble and no one would stick up for you, even though you were totally right, and your friend and everybody else was also there seeing it. Cool. There were multiple witnesses. <laughs> yeah. And they're all, nope, nope, nope. This doesn't make any sense. They're and all, then, sorry, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you're the scum of the earth. We can name drop and really make this Thank weird. Thank you for being a part of our coffee company. <laughs> Thank you for 2018. A cheers to you and yours. Hey. <laughs> this is <laughs> the last episode of the of season the of the year. <laughs> it's it's going to be so good. It's going to be great. It's good right now. Oh, it's going. I forgot that we're actually podcasting. Did you really? You thought we were just running? Yeah, we didn't even do an I mean, intro. It, it felt like we were in it for a minute. We are in Speaking it for a minute. Speaking of being in it for a minute, how about that one fucking character? Over now, on the <laughs> other, other hemisphere? <laughs> I don't want to talk about? shit, but I do think it's funny. Oh, yeah. So, it's funny and worth mentioning. Yeah, I posted a thing last night, and, and Brittany and I talked a little bit before... I took it down, but it was pretty funny because she and I both agreed. She's all, you're not talking shit. It's just like, you know, <laughs> this person's going to feel really bad if they really like you. And I was like, yep, but they know what they're doing too. So they might need to feel a little bit bad. And let's back you up. Chris, tell them what happened. Yeah. The backstory on this situation is someone sent us an Instagram page and a link to a website of a company that was called Stay Dialed Roasting. Have you heard that catchphrase on anybody's YouTube Stay recently? Stay Dialed is something I say at the end of every video that I make, which is fine. There's no trademark there. Dialed no, no. is a term that we definitely did not invent. It's a common 
colloquial coffee term. Sure. You know, no, no, people no. say dialed. I'm yeah. getting dialed in. I'm totally. dialing in the espresso. Totally. Stay they dialed, all say like, stay dialed all the time. Cool. That's So that's just one but level dialed. of being interesting enough. But and then there was the second level. You, the second level is you click on their wholesale website page and the copy verbatim was, was ripped from our page. <laughs> yeah. Now, two things. Well, One, almost verbatim because they didn't spell vibe. Oh, there right. was a spelling error. Yeah, it was capital V I B. So, thank you to this person because when I looked at this on my iPhone, I realized that we need to update our website to work well in mobile, or at least that one page, yep. because of the way the it video is embedded. I'm like, oh, well. well no bueno. Thank goodness yeah. you drew my attention to this. <laughs> but yeah, the copy was exactly ours. And level three was the first hat, which was one of the first merch things that we made. We and still these, have. The, yeah, we still make it, yeah. And these... We call it the 3P hat, which mm-hmm. is people, passion, perspective, mm-hmm. which was also some copy that we used on the website to kind of help quickly explain why we decided to go into business in the first place. Yeah. It's like the little micro elevator cat and cloud pitch, people, passion, perspective. There was a, what was it? it was his says people, passion, progression. Progression. And that was his. That was before he changed it. It said people, passion, whatever like your thing. Positivity or yeah. something like that. He tried a few things out, but they were so, all. <laughs> Almost exactly verbatim ours as well as his pitch for his company's ideals and values. Which was... Also fine in theory. It's uh, Yeah, it's interesting. It, there's two. Uh, there's a bunch of ways to look I know, at it, right? I guess. It's like, so you could look at it as, here's someone who's getting in the game who's just workshopping some things. Yeah. Well, I'm, and, just, I'm just workshopping some things. And yeah. that's, that's fine. We totally get that. And we've definitely borrowed things from other people. We, we everybody gen- does in some way. Everybody does in beginning. some way. Yeah. One thing that I think we're pretty good at is we generally try to borrow from outside industries, mm-hmm. which makes it less of a direct play and always, always, always put our flair on it. But if you're borrowing and building and you're in that building phase, don't make any of that stuff public. Yeah, you got to you build gotta that stuff on the private. back end. Make like five different templates of how your website might look, and then you can load them in your browser right. and read them and be like, okay, I see where this is going. But and it's obviously, closed. You can invite your friends to see it. Yeah, check it out. Right. Is, how does this Give resonate? The login password or whatever to the site. What's going on? Yeah. Don't just like throw up an Instagram account with all that attached to it and assume that. It'll, yeah, and then the person tried to say, well, I haven't launched yet. And I'm like, well, if you haven't launched, you can't be looking for wholesale subscribers, can you? If you're there, you've launched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If your you website is public. there, if you have an Instagram, you're launched. It doesn't matter if you have a brick and mortar yet yeah. or not. It, none of that stuff matters. Because you're you're able to be receive the attention for your potential product. Right. You are out brand. there. You you have your platform. You're talking to people yeah. through this. Totally. That's That's what launched is. <laughs> in the very sense of the word. Yeah, no doubt. And there's the the other angle that's like, cool, imitation is the most awesome form of flattery. No doubt. Super nice. And that's awesome, too. And you were cordial with him. You're like, hey, thanks for the stuff. But really, no. But yeah. You, you just can't do this. And Sam asked about that today, too. And he's like, that's rad, right? Like, people believe the same stuff that we believe. Oh, yeah. And is it weird? And I'm like, yeah, it's totally weird. I think so, too. Sam's yeah. really good at asking 
questions and diving to the next level. So right. he's just like, well, why is it super weird? If these values are awesome, somebody else believes them. Mm-hmm. And the, the answer is, if you read between the lines of everything we do in our value system, it's all based around being ourselves. It's yep. all based around being who we are, the most authentic version of us. It's based upon the things that we believe. We think a lot of those things are good and people could use them. Mm-hmm. But we're not on a mission to create more of us. Hope not. We're on a mission to have some good values, good ideals, and have people express those in a way that feels truest to them, in yes. a way that they can sink their teeth into it because that's what's going to make whoever their potential audience, employees, wholesale partners are, that's what's going to make them resonate with each other. Yeah, they'll feel the authenticity of you through that. It'll feel real, and it can't feel real. Even if you do believe some of the same things, it's not going to feel real if you're borrowing other people's copy, Mm -hmm. if you're borrowing other people's slogans or taglines or yeah. any of that it's and it's more than borrow it's direct copy it's you know like copy. it's not it's not borrow because i mean to me it's like you should and this is i guess advice for anybody even if you 100 percent resonate exactly with everything on our value system and our mission and our vision and our values there are a number of different ways to say the same thing and one of those ways should be your way if you really believe this stuff so much that you want to make it happen yourself and that was kind of the fun for us in creating our values anyways. There were a, we all, Charles, Chris, and I wrote like a bunch of stuff down. And then we all kind of circled the things that meant similar things at the very, very beginning. You know, we refined them and made them even more clear now. But at the beginning, we were like, okay, there's overlap here, 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 and here. And so these are our values generally. What are another word for these four words we used that makes sense to all of us and works? Yeah, it's you got to put time into that stuff, right? Because the journey is where the fruit is. Yeah, the fruit isn't from having six values that are words that we could pull up and recite. Doesn't anytime. matter. Yeah, it's the thought process and the stories that go into making them what they are, and it's the critical thinking about how are we going to bring this to the table, and through that process, we all, as a group of owners, got incredibly closer to each other and to the things that we believe because mm-hmm. it's hard to express those things sometimes. It's oh, not it takes as time. Yeah, it's not as obvious as you would think like, "Oh, cool, no. I believe this." And that's like I'm what I'm going to write down. It's not that simple. No. So take the time, go through the process, be willing to refine it, be willing to ask yourself hard questions, be willing to say, "Is there a better way to express this?" Or is there a way to express this, like you said, that sounds more like myself? Yeah. Otherwise, it's so hollow, it doesn't even matter. Right. And it will become hollow to everybody who comes into or deals with you. Because they'll ask you. And then you'll be like, (laughs) they'll ask you how it all works. And if you don't actually know, you're going to sound like an idiot. You're at least going to sound like a liar. (laughs) Yeah. And which one's better? (laughs) Pick whatever one you want to be. Idiot or liar? Your choice. (laughs) <laughs> idiot liar, got it. We'll You're take an both. idiot liar. It's gonna be fine. And <laughs> I think this is interesting culturally. And I wanted to say, I'm not mad. No, I'm not either. I think I'm it's not funny. upset, and I don't feel offended by it. I'm kind of stepping back and being like, okay, really, that's interesting. Something like that's happened. It's probably not the last time it's going to happen, but. 
And the the reason it's not worrisome at all is none of that stuff is going to be effective for this person. No, it'll be for all the reasons we just said. You you can't just cut copy. It's just not going to work out. So I'm like, cool. (laughs) Brings some interesting thoughts to the table. But I just, I would encourage people to go through the experience of figuring out what makes them tick. Put it on paper, refine it. Just go, go through it. Yeah, I think I was, I'm also not mad. I, I'm annoyed at the idea, though, of somebody trying too hard to be somebody they're not. And that's like a separate thing altogether, right? It's like, it's not about me and our business per se. It's about somebody trying too hard to be our business that feels... Oh, dude, it just is like such a bad waste of their time. And they're going to put all this energy into something, especially if they're serious about starting a business. And then it will potentially more likely than not kind of be a laughing stock at some point, unless everybody is just going to blindly follow whatever you say because you're so liked wherever you are. You know, it's like somebody is, oh, people all know who we are over there. So at some point, somebody over there is going to be like, wait, I feel like I've seen this before yeah the potential for it to before (laughs) them no matter what anybody says and it's like bro the yeah the potential for it to backfire is highly likely dude and so i'm going there in my head first thing i'm like you're gonna look like an idiot yeah and you're trying to start a business and you're over there you're gonna spend way more money than you do over here and you're gonna lose this and also this kid's young by the way i looked at his instagram and i'm like dude you're like 20 and if you're older than that well, way to go on staying underage looking, but <laughs> he's go. super young. You take so many vitamins and have such yeah, a dude. sick facial care routine. Vibe out. But I'm just like, you are already going to fail so hard if nothing, if you, if you don't change this immediately. And it's not about me. It's just, you're going to look bad and that's lame. Because if he's got the passion to open a business, if he loves coffee, he's got things that he believes in. Mm-hmm. Those things are going to be his bread and butter. They have to be. They have to be. <laughs> yeah. I just don't believe it works otherwise, and that's part of why we work. That's real stuff. That was a great time today making the coffee, talking about it with many people on the random. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did people bring it up to you? Not like, oh, no, 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 sorry. Not the state dialed thing, the values and just us oh, and gotcha. like our cool stuff that yes. works. A lot of that. Yes. It's good stuff to talk about. Yeah. Oh, man, especially with the relatives. <laughs> oh, how's that go? Well, it's just interesting because everyone is, how's, how's the coffee business? Every time. And I'm like, oh, it's freaking awesome. They're like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, we're building a couple more stores, and we're thinking about doing this, you know, this thing here and this thing here. Right. I'm being nonspecific on purpose because we have some plans that we haven't yeah, shared with we have our to team share our yet. team, so you um, can't hear first. And then people will ask, like, so why should anyone buy your coffee? What's the deal? <laughs> Every time. And then you're like, wow. And my immediate answer is like, well, they shouldn't. They should buy whatever they like. I'm like, well, if you're going to sell me a coffee and I could buy all these coffees. And so it's this, <laughs> it's an interesting platform to jump off on. It's the best way to talk about a business, I feel like. It's a curveball for two-thirds, if not more, of the people. They're like, wait, what are you talking about? It's a curveball for most people. Yeah. And... I'm like, well, you know, we have a mission statement and we have a set of values and we do our business based off of these values. And if people resonate with those values and what we're trying to bring to the world, then they're going to enjoy 
being a part of our extended family. They're right. enjoy being on the Cat and Cloud team, whether it's as a wholesale partner or a subscription holder or a random online customer. Sure. Like, those values resonate. They get something from us. It's going to make them smile. It's going to make them feel good. And they can drink their coffee or wear their T-shirt knowing that they help participate in this system that's bettering a world in a way that, you know, we think it should be. Yeah. Which is rad. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're all, but is your coffee good? (laughs) Did you hear me? And then people want to talk about, people want to talk about millennials. Oh, they all want to talk about millennials. They want to talk about millennials. That's just an excuse. Everybody's fucked up. They're like, well, how is it, you know, you have, you probably work with a lot of millennials. What do you think? Are they just super lazy? And they, how do you deal with millennials? And I'm like, well, I don't deal with anybody. How do you <laughs> First deal? of all, how do you deal? <laughs> I wouldn't say that I deal with people. Some people in Australia talked about millennials like that, like consistently, like it's just an excuse. Millennials. And I'm like, what about them? What about them? <laughs> They're here. What about them? <laughs> They're humans, as are They're, we, as are the people who are a little bit younger than them. They're it's ready to go. The Z, the Z people or the, yeah, or I'm a Xenial and I'm a Gen Xer. And dude, the book I'm reading right now talks about how most of the parents from the previous two generations are the reason that a lot of us are depressed and stressed as much as we are because they didn't actually parent us. Oh, I mean... More depression, more addiction, more anything, and it's all because of those generations, and they didn't know any better, and it's just a thing, and it's fucking weird. Well, here's the thing. You could argue that every generation's shortcomings are due to some sort of failed parenting strategy. Almost literally. Not not enough love, too much love, too much of a special snowflake, too hands-off, whatever you want. You can make these broad strokes. And they're all over that. They're all over that. A lot of single moms, blah, blah, blah. That's, That's fine. It's all real, too. The real truth is that in looking forward, cool, we can tweak, we can adjust, we can be better parents, we can try to find whatever is quote unquote optimum, which is going to be different for a lot of different people. You know, the way you parent your kids is not going to be the way whoever parents yeah, their kids. Pretty much but impossible, yeah. In the moment of now, if we're looking at our workforce, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. We have this group of people in a certain age range that make up the bulk of the workforce in specialty coffee, especially if we're talking about baristas. And coffee roasters, baristas specifically, people that work behind the counter. And we can do one of two things. We can whine and bitch and moan and scream about how their parents, quote unquote, fucked them up. Not my words. These are words that yeah, other people are people saying. Say this stuff. Or we can step back and look at what some people think some of these challenges are. We can look at these people who are incredibly smart, super talented. Yeah. Have way more capacity to do shit than, I mean. Than we did, Step for back sure. and look at yourself if you're like a Gen Xer or whatever. At and 25. Think like, how hot were you when you got your first job? Right. Dude, you sucked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and uh, not you specifically, but everybody out there. It's like we're general not, you. We're generally yeah. You're not the cream of the crop. Like, you think you didn't have issues going into your first job? You think you came in like my parents raised me fucking perfect? Tell me what to do. I'll do fucking anything. It's like get a fucking grip, you fucking asshole. Like seriously, <laughs> you're perfect. It's like <laughs> these are words from people who are too far removed it's like that person that can't remember what it feels like to be a kid yeah that person that's grumpy that's no fun that hates young people that's just all crotchety and crotchy 
not down with that person. Dude. So we, we can look at the positives, and I see people that are capable of a ton. And sure, like maybe the way you communicate with someone who's 23 is different than if you have someone who's 38 on your workforce. That's fine. That should that be the case. That's t- if you want to be a good leader. Right. People like leadership is dynamic, communication is dynamic. Right. It's not one size fits all even within a generation. Yeah. You can't blanket statement that shit. So you could have 30 millennials or you could have people from 18 to 55 and the shit is the same. You still have to figure out What's going to resonate with those people? What's going to move those people? What's going to connect with those people and use those strategies when you're dealing with those people? It is a very complex but simple answer, and it's a truth for sure. Because you do. You have to figure out not only the whole age gap, but you have to figure out the personality type and the timing and blah, blah, blah. But whatever, that's your job if you want to be good at this. So if you find yourself in leadership and blaming, yeah, another generation or anybody really for problems there you got to work on get yourself a couple of those books we've talked about since the past like two three weeks and start just like learning and i'm listening to older people who are like back in my day someone just told us what to do and we just got it done no matter what and i'm like yeah how fun was that for you how how was that my grandma dude how she did always that says that we didn't have christmas we didn't have <laughs> presents we just worked all day, all night. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. And I... It had to happen, it's sure, for some I, people. Yeah, I, I mean... it still does somewhere, but... I respect that there's a lot more opportunity for people to kind of spread their wings now. They're there aware of so much more... They're just aware of the world in a way that we were never aware of when we were younger, and our parents especially. So I don't fault people for saying that, but... That's awesome. You were a hard worker. But do you, did you really, really enjoy it when your boss was like, get it done, my way or the highway? Oh, gosh. It just Eric doesn't Gersh. seem super healthy. It almost seems, and everybody can fucking jump down my throat here because I don't fucking have kids. Like, if you were <laughs> telling your kid what to do, it'd be like, don't do that. Why? Because. Oh, that's the worst. And you're like, cool, is this going because. to make this child equipped to handle the world or understand what you're talking about? Right. Like, you, no. Help you, them understand. You take the time to the people that you care about to explain things to them and why they're important and why we do this and why we don't treat people like this or why we do treat people like this. It's because that's that's where the fucking love is. Yeah. It's not in the do this or don't do this. No. You need to equip those people to make their your children to make their own decisions one day. Yeah, help them. <laughs> help them. This is parenting advice from Chris Baca. You're yeah, welcome. Dude, no, he's got a cat for I sure. I got a cat and, and my cat is well behaved. Well maybe behaved a little cat. overweight. <laughs> Might be a little on the heavy side. But hey. <laughs> but hey, she eats healthy. It's the, healthy overweight. The reality is she's the one in charge in that relationship, not me. Not me. <laughs> Not me. She tells me what to do. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> Woo! I got I got nothing. I mean, that was great. That was super fun. We just talked a little bit and started the thing. The like, last the... podcast of the year. Gosh, shout We've out to all you. We've been doing this podcast you. for two years. Two years. More than two years. Because it was like in July of the year before. we had the podcast before the store. business opened by a decent market. It might be two and a half years. Was it year. May or July? Is it? Gonna, well, I guess we could find I out. I need to look Somebody back and, and check into this. We really got to turn the tables on this thing, dude. We're really going to turn up the heat and 
and crank it up. Look for it. Yeah, look for this podcast to become more and more cranked as this <laughs> next year goes on. I, we got some plans to crank this thing up. It's mm-hmm. going to get majorly, majorly cranked. And go back and listen to, you know, some of those one-on-one episodes with uh, Evelyn. Kristen's up right now. It's, it's, a good, it's a good episode. I listened to it. It was really good. It is Kristen's. highly acclaimed by our staff. Of course, because they get to hear Kristen kind of go off. Yeah. And they've never, they don't get to hear it because she's so pro. Yeah. Amazing. They're loving it. They, yeah, you hear it's It's fun. I got the feedback from the streets, and the shit is hot. It's hot for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're like, wow, she cusses. They probably think, oh, she cusses? Oh, like, she yeah, cusses. she's a real person out there. That was actually what someone told me. She cusses. They did, huh? Yeah. I knew that. It's so funny because I just, like, I work so closely with her, and she's so pro that I think a lot of people are going to listen to that and be like, oh, cool. That's like... That's like the real Kristen out there. Real and, vibes. And they do get the real Kristen, but they also get like the super pro Kristen. And I really appreciate how she can turn that on. And she's also got great stories on that thing. It's really funny and awesome. One and ones, man. One and ones are going to change everything. Yep. One and ones coming into her own slowly but surely. It's going to be sick. Evelyn and I have been meeting and Evelyn's been doing a really amazing job of maneuvering through this world of podcasting because it's not easy to interview people. No, it's weird. It's especially not easy to interview people that you know. That are your friends. it's easy to get diverted into these weird things, but she's committed to really making herself as awesome as she can be. And it's been showing, which is rad. Also, podcast, you can get it on Spotify now. Oh, yeah, it's on Spotify. So if you want to go on Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, if you mess with that, I don't know why you would. iTunes, the whole bit. But people have been asking for Spotify. And we gave it to you. Thanks to Carol. Carol, Carol, Carol. Every time you just keep stepping it up, stepping it up, <laughs> stepping it up. That's uh, all I got, man. This is uh, feels great. Dude, happy New Year's happy out New there, Year, everybody. everybody. That is coming. Uh, it's tonight, right? You're staying up late tonight. It's I'm gonna Monday be up night. Midnight slash I'm up. Yeah. I'll be having a grilled cheese, a bunch of different grilled cheese, custom sandwiches while you're listening. Tomato soup. Uh, no, no, to me, it's, it's custom. Well, maybe, but it's custom grilled cheese night, New Year's, dude. You're, you're welcome to come. Well, we get done at I, 10 I feel p.m. Like tomato soup, and then I have to open the, the next day. Oh no way! Oh, I'm opening New Year's. Oh, happy New Year, That'll everybody on staff who doesn't awesome. have to open because your boy will be there for you. I'm gonna come get coffee for sure. Oh yeah, it's gonna be the happiest New Year for everybody Kick it else. Off right, first espresso of the New Year, straight up. Dang, dude. I'll be there. What? I'll make the beans. I'll make the bean. Make them so hot. I feel so much pressure to round off the New Year's podcast off with something epic, but I think just thank you is a great... Yeah, I think thank you counts a lot. Way to go. Seriously. Everyone out there, thank you. I We get a lot of things that it's hard to physically respond to. Mm-hmm. So if you hit us up on Instagram, if you've wrote into the podcast, if you've just got something from us and shared it, there's a lot of... There's a lot of good energy. There's a lot of love going around, and we really appreciate it. And yep. we share it. Just know that we share it with the staff, too. Oh, yeah. And they the staff need it and really it. appreciates yep. it. And if you did it for anybody, if you had a rad experience and you shared it, thank you so much because it gives them so much energy and it's it's rad. It's like cool to go into a staff meeting or a little function and share these things that happen it out is. there in the world and it really makes everybody smile and for that we can't really thank you enough yeah that was it that was a really great finish chris Cat 2019 podcast. 2019 we're coming for you wah, wah.
The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis.